Welcome to Launch Left, an intentional space for art and activism, a podcast, a label, and launchpad for left-of-center artists. My name is Rain Phoenix, and today's very special guest is Dayglow. Don't forget to rate and subscribe, follow us on all socials, and if you're in the Los Angeles area, we're having our first outdoor event. Yes, it's the Queer Artisan Pop-Up at Pirate Studios, so please RSVP. Go to our socials, link in bio. You can find it there. We look forward to seeing you. It's free with RSVP. Your music's cool. You got a new record coming out. I do. Yeah, I'm stoked about it. Yeah, and you've been making a lot of artistic videos. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. How much do you have uh, to do with your videos creatively? Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty involved. Um, I love like, I freaking love YouTube and like videos and stuff. So I try to be as involved as possible visually with everything going on with Dayglow. Um, Mm -hmm. For my first album, I just directed and edited and shot all the videos myself. Um, And with this album, Harmony House, I've had help with directors and they've edited it for me, thankfully. Um, Less headaches um but uh yeah i'm I'm usually going to directors with pretty clear vision on um what what we're gonna do uh your music is so positive what how did music originally find you i grew up with two parents who were like singers they like sang in church they were actually country singers and they um met backstage at this like country music thing um so I guess it's like in my blood music is, I don't, I don't know, you know, but it definitely wasn't a situation where like instruments were sitting around the house or like they were like Sloan, you should do music. It's kind of the opposite. Um, Cause they had a lot of friends who had like, failed in doing music as a career. Um, and so they kind of met the idea with a lot of caution. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I grew up in a small town in Texas and just like from YouTube and the internet, found my little scene of how to make music, figured out how to use GarageBand, and um, just went from there. And you spoke about YouTube, GarageBand, your own discovery, and sort of your own awakening to music and making music yourself. It sounds like it started in a DIY way, but in terms of your fan base, was it equally like locally friends, and then you started playing, and then you put things out, and so you started building a crowd very organically like that? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question, because I like originally, yeah, it was just like doing house shows and um, I went to UT for a year, uh, UT Austin, and kind of just like met college friends and sort of did shows there, but not heavily, you know, maybe four or five shows or something. So um, I don't really know, but it did grow as organically as like the internet allows, you know, like it wasn't like big playlist ad and then, you know, looking at the charts, it just like spikes up one day or something. Um, it really did gradually grow, um, for a really long time. Um, so I guess it was organic in a way, but also I was like watching it happen. 
um, which is really weird. Songs can just like give a life of their own um, as cliche as that is. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's been weird. Um, cause I never thought, you know, I'd be getting interviewed or anything. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, how do your far- parents feel about you and music now? They're stoked. Yeah. It, they, they're my biggest fans for sure. Um, I remember cause my second semester of my freshman year is when everything really started like, you know, blowing up. Um, and I was like, emailing all these people and whatnot and I met my managers um, and I pretty much decided like I picked them I was going to work with them and I sat down with my parents um, to get breakfast and my dad was like well Sloan you probably shouldn't be in school Uh, and I was like all right I'm taking his word for it I'm out so um, yeah (laughs) wow super super supportive was this a record that you wrote and recorded in 2020 or recorded in 20, or was it something that you kind of unarchived? For the most part, it was like 2019, um, right after Fuzzy Brain had been done. So I was like 19, 20 when making this album. Um, but yeah, I mixed and produced all of it myself. And a lot of that was wow. done in 2020. Uh, so it was a very um, kind of like an isolation record a little bit that that's kind of the way i naturally make things um because i make and uh play all the parts myself it kind of felt in in a way like not that much had changed but you know obviously it wasn't touring or anything um is it a form of solace during a difficult year uh where the whole world thankfully was changing in many ways Did, did having something to work on your own music and producing that um, give you a sense of uh, like a safety net of some kind to have something to focus on. It's so strange, like being thankful for a year where like I couldn't do anything, but I'm like, I'm learning. I'm just learning about myself. You know, I'm 21 years old, kind of figuring out who I am still. And um, one thing I have learned is that I am like a workaholic. Like I'm obsessed with work. I'll like distract myself like crazy um, with my work. And something that this allowed me to do was to like do other stuff, you know, cause like I'd finished the album pretty much and drove myself a little crazy doing it. And, um, you know, once it was done, I just kind of like had to sit with myself for a little bit. Um, and I'm really thankful for it. And I learned how to like cook a little bit, um, you know, went on a lot of walks and, um, I don't know, it's, it's been a strange year for sure, but I'm really thankful I wasn't on the road the whole time because I don't know if that would have been the best thing for me last year. Was the experience of this total, uh, like the world just kind of did this, uh, yeah. a, a positive thing, or did it lead you to kind of see that anything was possible? Did, did it kind of inspire that and realizing that, well, if, if everything as we know it could be upset, then maybe everything that we knew isn't all that real. It's, it's a strange thing. Yeah. Seeing the world flip upside down, like you said, um, because yeah, I don't know. It's just like, there's so many different ways to look at the world. Um, whether it's macro or micro, you know, if you're looking at the whole thing, 
And then if we're, we are really never able to look at the whole thing, we're able to look at a um, narrative of the whole thing. You know, it's through a screen. So that can get really tricky sometimes. Yeah, it's been a strange year. It's been a very strange year. But I think, yeah, it's just taught me like to focus on um, what's in front of me who I truly am as a person, how I'm truly like treating people directly in front of me, you know, living in the seconds and the minutes um, and not worrying so much about tomorrow. There's a lot of fear and um, worry um, in the world, um, which I take part in over 50% of the time, you know, like I'm, you know, it's reasonable a lot of the times because, you know, the world's pretty messed up, but I don't know. I mean, I think there's also good, you know, to focus on, um, and to take part in. And I think that usually most easily happens and is more accessible if it's, um, you know, in the community actually around you. Um, very philosophical answer, but you kind of set it up that way. What is the part of the most prevalent theme in your music? I've been told, and I think I would agree that it's probably like general optimism. Um, I mean, I, I try to be as direct and honest as possible in my songs, especially with my next album, um, Harmony House. I really try to hone in on that. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of a tricky thing, like, because optimism and happiness in music is usually taken as, like, um, like ignorant, you know, like only real true emotions in music are, like, sad songs which I think there's some truth in that. Um, but then at the same time, I want to be honest, but also make optimistic music. Um, so that's kind of the challenge I try to give myself every time I sit down to write a song. Um, how, how close are you with your fan base or do you, do you feel like you have a really strong fan base and that you've been a source of joy to them? For sure. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I have a pretty, awesome fan base um like i don't have much context what other fan bases are like to be honest um like i don't really spend time on like other people's comment sections and stuff but um generally everybody kind of thinks like oh there's like watch out for the haters like i hear so many people say like i can't read my comments you know and maybe that comes from a different level of fame that i haven't experienced or something um but like I only have nice comments. Like everybody's so nice. Um, and it's like really incredibly encouraging. Um, all of my fans, it's, it's really cool. Like every show I've gotten to play is so fun. And, um, yeah, everybody's just like, I think like they come to shows fully because like they want to have a fun time, you know? And I feel like people kind of approach everything that Glow is with that mentality. So it makes my job easier, you know, because I'm around nice people and I guess vice versa. So it's a really good environment. It's um, been really encouraging. Uh, I guess I just, I always ask this question because I love to talk about how art and activism intersect because I believe that that's sort of the point at which there is culture change, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out, like, I, my perspective on activism and, um, you know, any sort of thing in that nature is definitely more mac or uh, micro 
you know, I'm, I'm definitely more involved in Austin, um, which is where I live. Um, so I'm still figuring out some organizations that I'd like to work with like wholeheartedly. I definitely like to lean in all the way with things, um, and like stick with it. I think that'd be a good habit kind of for everyone to get. Um, but there's, you know, quite a huge homeless population in Austin. Um, and I've got a heart for that. So there's a couple organizations I've kind of dabbled with. So hopefully mm. one I can stick with. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share about um, your record or your writing process? Or do you want to speak directly to your fans? I want to offer you the floor to uh, share if you sure. want to. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like we covered a bunch, but yeah, I've got a yeah. new album coming out. Harmony House, May 21st. Um, I'm super proud of it and hope everybody enjoys it. Um, I'll be doing a nationwide tour in September and October. So yeah, hope to see everybody at shows. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Yeah, thanks for listening. Hey, this is Sloan from Dayglow. You're listening to Launch Left and this is my song, Medicine.
Launch Left aims to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice, but a necessity. Launch Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields. <laughs>